Hey, Mystery Solvers, we have some great mysteries to talk about today. But first, we want to introduce you to another awesome podcast. Hey guys, it's Tammy Merhep Chavez. And Bryce Mitchell Williams. We are the hosts of Hollyweird Paranormal. It's a podcast about Hollywood true crime and the paranormal based out of Los Angeles, California. We spike this Hollywood cocktail with stories of true crime and its paranormal aftermath, along with dirty Hollywood scandals and secrets that make up this weird city of Hollywood and its surrounding areas that make up this crazy state of California. Catch our episodes every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Blueberry, and Stitcher. Life is too short to be normal. Stay weird with Holly Weird Paranormal. All right, but you mentioned a cocktail, and now it's all in craving. Right? Let's end this promo and get one. Yes. It's recording. Oh. Perhaps it's you. You don't even know it's recording because there's no loud buzzing in your ear anymore, <laughs> is there? Let's not admit <laughs> that we did all of season one, not realizing that you shouldn't hear an intense buzzing in while you, your headphones while, while you're, you're recording. recording. Yeah, I don't know if that's... So when we recorded our last episode and I listened to it again, <laughs> there was this buzzing noise in the background and I used some YouTube videos to figure out how to kind of remove it. I think I did a pretty good job, but it, it affected the sound quality. So this time we were trying to figure out what that was. And uh, yeah, one of our microphone cords appears to have been bad. I don't know if that's what caused the the background noise but it's definitely a lot better oh my this is pair i am so happy i can right actually now. hear you <laughs> through my headphones it's oh, amazing yeah. i guess that's how that's supposed to work if josh is listening right now he's just fucking shaking his head he's <laughs> so ashamed to even be vaguely associated with us <laughs> yeah we suck at this but here you are listening <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we're still the number one podcast in the world and we can say that we can say that even it's, though it's, it's not, not true, true but um we did get mars Prove bars we're not the number one podcast and they can actually do that I, very easily <laughs> whatever but we're anyway. the number one podcast in the hearts of our five listeners that's true and that's They're, what really matters that is the truth yes did i have to hide my cheesies from <laughs> my husband mac because he was eating them and i was like no i got those because i'm famous <laughs> that's a totally reasonable thing to say yeah it and is. He, he didn't look at me like Oh, oh my god what are you talking it's going to your head I did mean, he eat all of the all dressed chips those ones were good those were good Travis liked the ketchup chips yeah so he's been eating those I'm not gonna say how I felt about those ketchup chips they weren't our favorite snack but I <laughs> oh, did love I, the cheesies cause I was very devoted to the cheesies that's why yeah uh, that's right you've tuned into snack hour with Liz and Samantha and perhaps it's you <laughs> um Oh, here's an update. Did you see that the Pope kind of said there isn't a hell? No, I didn't. I've really not kept up with the, what the Pope has to say, yeah, I mean, to be honest. Fair enough. They're, how is that possible? I don't know. Isn't that like one of the basis of I don't know. Catholicism? There, there might be... That you go to a literal hell and a purgatory? What does that do to purgatory? Oh, purgatory. They got rid of purgatory years ago. Oh, they did? See, yeah. I don't know any of this. So there's no purgatory, which I always oh. thought was sort of purgatory seemed like a cocktail party where you couldn't sit down. <laughs> that was my vision of purgatory. That yeah, that makes sense. You just like had to make small talk with like the archdiocese or something and you you were just wandering forever with no good appetizers. <laughs> that your, sounds your awful. Feet hurt and you just are like when when do I get to leave this party? That's what I thought purgatory was. But then 
I think in like the late 90s, they were like, yeah, there's no purgatory. Oh, okay. So uh, now they're like, the Pope seems to have said that there's no hell. I think people are going to need a lot of clarification on that. I would think. But my Because then what's the consequence? My immediate thought. I think it's like living without the grace of God. Is the consequence? Is the the hell. I mean, I've been doing that for a while and my life's fine. (laughs) So. Maybe maybe we don't even know how great it could be. I I guess. I guess we, we might be in cool awesome hell right now maybe but my immediate thought was like wait what about satan oh yeah is there no satan Satan? is there no satan if there's no hell someone who knows about these things fill me in i don't know (laughs) fuck if i know happy easter everyone a satan that's not even listening to me (laughs) what my worldview is shattered oh my god oh no Did, did son of sam do the all of his crimes for no reason well well yes he bad did. news for you he did them because he's a horrible garbage person the, don't you mean the son of hope liz get it right <laughs> no i refuse to call him or his eyebrows that <laughs> his eyebrows his eyebrows are still terrible oh. <laughs> that is consistent over the years that the, has remained consistent um what are we talking about oh oh oh, 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 oh. so we have a big announcement yes we do and i'm so excited you ready are you ready our patrons already know this ah! Uh, so you may have recalled we got a certain email from a certain dude. That certain we're... fictional Game of Thrones character. <laughs> we may be calling Joffrey, for some reason, to hide his identity. I don't even know why we bothered. But um, he told us the cackling has to stop. It has to stop. Has and it stopped? I didn't know. No, no it has possibly increased. But also, I saw that in that email and I went, I want tote bags that say that on it. That was my immediate reaction. <laughs> How can we monetize this? How, like... What would be the exact opposite way that he would expect this criticism to be received? And it'd be brandishing it in rainbow foil <laughs> on tote bags. Our very first official merchandise that we have made. This exists, you guys. We made yes. the cackling has to stop. Perhaps it's you tote bags. I have them They're now. amazing. I love it. It's hanging on my wall like art. <laughs> I haven't actually used mine yet. I've been carrying mine around with pride. I love uh, it so much. We had them printed up locally by a print shop called Ritual Print Co. Find them on Instagram. You can see all they're their stuff. They're super awesome. I'm so upset that there are no more sweatshirts that say dead men don't cat call. <laughs> they're out of them. They still have t-shirts, but I'm waiting for the sweatshirts to come back because I want one. I told them the story of the email and they got back to me so fast and were like, obviously we will do this. <laughs> and also we will cackle the whole time. They did. The people who made these tote bags <laughs> cackled the entire time they were being screen printed. Which, You're welcome. Because they just, they, they appreciated unnecessary criticism from a guy who, who thinks he knows everything. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and they're beautiful. They're rainbowy. They turned out shiny. so well. I really like the handles. Yes, they're actually like good. They're, they're good, sturdy toe Good bags. quality. And in addition to being beautiful works of art. Yes. So uh, we're going to put that on the website. For you to buy. Now, we have spent many hours trying to figure out how to sell these goddamn tote bags. <laughs> um, okay, we found a way to sell these. We have 30, slightly fewer than 30, because we've kept a few for ourselves. What we're going to do is on our website, there will be a page. I don't know what it's going to be called, but you'll be able to find It'll it. It'll say tote bags. It'll say like tote bags or merch or something. I don't know. There you go. Go there. Click on the link that will take you to a Google form. You will put in how many tote bags you want to buy and your email address. And then... And your address. Because we're going to figure out your shipping. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to send you a PayPal invoice. And you have 24 hours to pay for it. 
if you don't pay for it in 24 hours, the next person in line. We don't have very many of these, so we're going to kind of timestamp the yes. Google form entries so that um, first come, first serve. I don't know how many people are going to want these, but... We're acting like people are going to be beating down the door. Where's our time? I know. Yeah. I don't but... know if that's actually going to happen, but we will timestamp them so it's first come, first serve. Um, it's They're going to be available to patrons first and for 24 hours. So they're going to go... The link is going to be sent out to our patrons Monday morning. Sure. Monday morning. And then 24 hours later, it's going to go live on our website. Yes. That's how you can pay for them. In the future, we may have some sort of shop or something. We only have 30 of these right now, so we're trying to find a way to sell them that makes sense for such a small quantity without having to, you know, make an online e-commerce store right <laughs> so this is we're just testing the waters to see how selling merch goes this is how we're gonna do it um it sounds complicated it's really not you just need to tell us what you want and we'll get back to you with an invoice and then that way we can just charge you the actual cost of shipping to your house yes and not have a flat rate for shipping yes. so if you're in australia if you're in the uk if you're down the street in minneapolis you'll just be charged whatever it actually costs us to ship so the tote bags are going to be sixteen dollars, mm-hmm. and a dollar of that is going to go to the Minnesota Innocence Project. Yep, because we think that would make Joffrey angry. Yep. So <laughs> we'll raise just a tiny little bit of money for them. That's a good cause, and you can proudly sport your cackling has to stop tote bag in rainbow rainbow. They foil. really are beautiful. We're going to post pictures of them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those places. Monday is the 9th, so yes. if you're a Patreon supporter, you will have the link emailed to you Monday morning, and then on Tuesday morning, it will be live for everybody else. Yes. So, and depending on how this goes, we may do it again. We can print more. Um, maybe we could do some other things. Uh, we thought tote bags would be easy because you don't have to deal with sizing bullshit, and yeah, because everyone likes a tote bag. Uh, I think we made this sound harder than it is, but order, order, really? some, order some beautiful Follow tote bags. Follow the link on our website <laughs> and give us your email address, your address, tell us how many you want, and we'll send you an invoice, pay it as soon as you can, and then you'll get your, your tote bag your on your way. Beautiful tote bag. And I think they understand. Go to the post office and the library. <laughs> That's with, what I use it for. With your tote bag. With your tote bag. I was showing it to someone yesterday at the acupuncture clinic because I was so excited. I was like look at this tote bag I had made, blah, 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 blah. And I was like explaining the email and everything. And this person was like really excited about it. And they were like, oh, like how can I listen to your podcast, blah, 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 blah. So it's just like you and your friend talking about anything. And I was like, oh, well, about Unsolved, the show Unsolved Mysteries, which I thought they already knew, right? Like as (laughs) I was explaining it. And then her face just sort of fell. (laughs) And she was like, oh. So she would listen to us talk about anything except Unsolved Mysteries? (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) She just like clearly was not interested in Unsolved Mysteries. She was interested in me having a podcast. She was interested in like everything else. And then it was like, well, it's about the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. And she just went, oh. (laughs) Okay, so, <laughs> you know, this may not be the free advertising we'd hoped it would be, but you know what? You're going to have a sweet tote bag. So, yeah. if you have any questions about buying it, we are very responsive to emails, messages on Facebook, uh, messages on Instagram and, and Twitter. I don't know even how you DM someone on Twitter, but you we can. respond. Yeah. Any private message or email we get, we respond immediately. So, if you have any questions or concerns, feel free to no. contact us. I have no idea what you're saying right now. We'll figure it out. If you're confused about how to buy one of these because we didn't explain it very well, just get in touch. We want to sell them. Um, I have a box of tote bags. I'm not going to use them all myself. So, 
yeah yeah that's that's it that's our that's our main update um anything else before we jump into this this there's no hell buy a tote bag i mean (laughs) normal day at the office here i feel like i'm at p doing like a pbs membership drive you know when they like first of all the perhaps it's you fun drive yes first of all the problem with those pbs drives is they always interrupt their regular programming like whatever you would normally watch uh antiques roadshow yeah it's like oh you turn in thinking you're gonna watch antiques roadshow no it's the three tenors again (laughs) and then they interrupt that to sell you a mug or whatever travis and i stumbled upon a pbs uh fundraiser that was all about mr rogers the other day and one of the prizes you could get for so they were running all kinds of like information about mr rogers they were yeah. giving you in like facts about him and showing some of the old episodes and stuff and then interspersing that with like asking you to give money to pbs which is a don't get me wrong it's a good cause you it should is a good give cause. money to pbs it's we just... almost did it because one of the prizes <laughs> was a mug with mr rogers on it that his sweater changed colors <gasps> when you put hot what? beverages in the mug. So he had you got two different sweaters out of your Mr. Rogers mug. It had Mr. Rogers quotes all over it, and it was a big mug too. If there's one of those out on eBay and you want to point me in the direction, <laughs> you're like, of I don't, Mr. I don't Rogers. want to give money to PBS, but I do want this mug. I mean, I didn't want to be a sustaining member because I don't, oh, I don't watch PBS. Yeah. Like that's how you got the mug or whatever. I mean, that's yes, you could like do a sustaining membership and then cancel it after you get your mug, which seems shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but we watched a lot of that show and then we were just like why are we watching this but um yeah maybe we can maybe get some perhaps it's you mugs that change color changing mugs Should maybe we? that's our next merch item actually if people have like a you know how we're so hilarious if if they have a has hol- all their quotes on it or? Uh, i don't know if people have a specific phrase that sure. they would like to see on some merch let like the know. haunted as fuck mug that I bought. Yes, that was a fan art mug, which was very exciting. It's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to think that people uh, took a quote that uh-huh. we said and put it on a mug and sold it. It's very bizarre. Our lives have changed. It really, they really have free yeah. free cheesies and fan art mugs. <laughs> free cheesies. Me oh, going. Snacks. I'm famous to my husband, who's rolling his eyes at me. <laughs> I have a podcast. I say yeah. that a lot. I have a podcast and like five people listen to it. <laughs> so watch out. Should we get into the, the mysteries this week? We are on Amazon season two. Prime, season two. Episode two. Yes. There's a very I'm, important mystery in this episode. How excited are you to talk about episode two? I'm excited to talk about it, but I also feel like we need to give a caveat that despite how funny that mystery is, there's yeah. some very serious... Uh, sure. crimes that take place and uh, we are definitely going to laugh about it mainly about the reenactments because those yeah. are hilarious the, the and classic funny the, the reenactments are funny those crimes, are two separate things the crimes and some of the people in it are pretty yes not funny but i love this episode yeah this is definitely an episode i would make people watch we have made people watch watch this episode actually and i know that because it's happened <laughs> did we make people watch this episode at a girl's night Yes. Maybe. That happened. I think they enjoyed it. I mean... <laughs> you do have to watch two mysteries before you get to the real good mystery, but the second mystery is not bad. And it's very timely because it has to do with Easter. Ooh. And this actually happened to us over Halloween, too. Do you remember the episode oh, that we... the Halloween party We death. did around Halloween was yes. like the Halloween... Yes. So I don't know how this keeps lining up, but yeah. 
it's, ha- it's when this comes out, fate. Easter has just passed, and our episode is kind of about Good Friday. So, well, Samantha, you have the first mystery. I do an unexplained death. Yes. We are taken to Ypsilanti, Michigan, which is a suburb of Again? Detroit. Damn Ypsilanti. <laughs> I've never All the shit's going down. It's, it's no... Wait, what's the place that... Medford, Oregon. It's no Medford, Oregon. <laughs> no Medford, Oregon. So it's January 11th, 1984. The real estate office of Jack Brown. Um, two men enter. One stands guard while the other heads straight for Jack's office. The men appear to be familiar with the layout of the building... The man headed to Jack's office shoots Jack without hesitation while the other man points a gun at the three employees and forces them into a bathroom, locking them inside. Jack Brown died about 12 hours later. He had lived in Ypsilanti most of his life. He was a member of the local Chamber of Commerce and Rotary Club. He was 47 years old. Next, we see Robert Stack, who I wrote down is looking smart in his charcoal suit and burgundy tie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good outfit. I agree. Very well fit. His giant lapels. Yeah, did. <laughs> giant lapels. But the fabric is so nice. It looks very expensive. That he really pulls it off. Yes. Not everyone would look that way in that There jacket. was a bit of a pattern on the tie. It was not as bad as the tie in our last episode, which didn't we have oh, a, yes. so a we minor have, update about we have the tie? A minor update from someone on Twitter. I'm sorry. I don't remember who. Someone on Twitter let us know that it with Robert Stack was filming multiple walk-up takes yes is what they said which in a single day that they would just swap ties with whoever was nearby which makes sense so it looks like it's a different outfit right uh robert stack needed to stand next to a better person that's what that means possibly someone on the crew had had some poor taste bad that was a bad tie anyway it was not good so he asks was the murder of jack brown a random act of violence a robbery gone wrong or a cold-blooded contract killing and it's clear that they are leaning towards contract killing because robert stack next says but jack was no mafia don he was a small town realtor who wanted him killed a five-year investigation has not been able to answer these questions. They interview members of the community who all say that Jack was a friendly person with no enemies and that they were all shocked that someone would target him. Shocked. 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 I know. How could this happen in Ypsilanti? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Ypsilanti is like. If you live in Ypsilanti, let us know. <laughs> let us know what it's like there. All our listeners in Ypsilanti. Yeah. Shout out to you. That, it turns out that's where all of the five is. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> It is the opinion of one of the witnesses that the gunman came to, quote, challenge Jack in some way. This witness heard the man who killed Jack say, you think you're smart, don't you? And then Jack answered in the way I assume I would answer this question just before I'm killed. He said, um, well, maybe. I think that is, I mean, it's hilarious because it seems like it's really sassy. Like, you think you're so smart. And he's like, maybe. But I think he was just like, I don't know what to say that doesn't get me killed. So he stammered that. And then, unfortunately, he was killed. Because I feel like I, yeah, I would be like, you think you're smart, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Your mom. And then I'm shot in the face. Yeah. So after hearing <laughs> the gun to go off, the witness says that he figured they'd bought the farm, which is there's some very good, Midwestern. There's some good phrases scene. in this segment. There's a, like a, a detective or one of the investigating officers keeps just using the word shady over and over again. Yeah. 
like we don't know that Jack was into anything shady or I wrote down that could be termed shady. <laughs> was he living a shady double life? We're like, not sure. Shady, 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 shady. Yeah, they seem to like that word. Yeah. Someone speculates, yeah, that he may have been living a double life. There seems to be very little evidence of this. Yeah. The night before his murder, Jack's brother saw him in his office engaged in an agitated telephone conversation. When Jack hung up, his brother asked him if something was wrong, to which Jack replied that it's nothing, I just have some problems I have to work out. Then his wife tells a bizarre story about something This, this is that... the way this... So, okay, whatever. This is, like, <laughs> kind of weird that someone would just, like, come into your office and shoot you while you're at work. That's terrible, but... But then we get this. So, she says that this just doesn't fit. On their way home from a Christmas party, Jack was a bit tipsy, in her words, and his wife was irritated with him because he was rambling. But then he leans over, so she's driving, and he's in the front seat, and he asks... This is so incredible. What would you do if you knew some very important people, some very powerful people, did something very wrong? Would you write their names in a list and put it in a safe deposit box? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? Samantha just messaged me that last (laughs) night. She was like, Liz, hey, Liz, Liz. (laughs) What would you do if... Um, I mean, I guess I would. <laughs> would you write their names in a list and put it in a safe deposit box? I, I, like, that's so specific. Specific and weird. Probably from just, he's just like blabbering, you know, about like, yeah. what, whatever drunk people talk about when they're drunk. And then all of a sudden he's like, so. I assume it's that we need to overthrow the government. Or maybe that's just the Is people. that what you blabble about? Is blabble uh, a word? Blabber, I think is what I'm, I'm trying to go for. Well, you can invent words. Words. We've done it before. <laughs> Language is always expanding and changing, Samantha. That's true. Don't be held down by conventions. Blathering, blubble blabble. That's what he was doing when he was drunk. Yeah. And then he asked, you know, would you write all these people's names in a list and put it in a safe deposit box? So she feels guilty for not looking into this. Because I would have... I mean, I understand he was drunk. You couldn't get some real information. I would have waited for the second he sobered up and shook that out of him. Where's oh, the yeah. safety deposit box? We're also very, I feel like, a different type of person. Well, and she's like, I'm an intelligent person. This is really embarrassing. But obviously, he was probably talking a lot of nonsense. Yeah, she was like, I don't know. I don't blame her for not looking into this. I mean, I'm just super suspicious of everyone. Yeah, I so would. I would be but scouring that house. he probably was talking about, like, Big Bird five minutes before that. Yeah, and then, so like, she was like, you know, he's... Being yeah. weird. And but, this probably wasn't the hey, first time hey, he's hey. done this. Do you did you kill JFK? <laughs> and she was like, no, quit talking nonsense. And then she so she didn't think about this safety deposit box thing until after he was killed. Right. So then after his death, she remembered this and thought it was much weirder than she did at the time. And she searched for the key to the safe deposit box, but she never found it. The same day that Jack was murdered, a major drug bust happened that was triggered by an anonymous informant. So they seem to be suggesting that maybe it was Jack who was the anonymous informant, and then he was killed based on him helping the totally police. Not based on any. It's not like based if that on his were voice, true. It but... seems like they would maybe be able to find who killed him a little easier. I, but yeah. I don't know. Also, how was the tip made? Is there any way to trace that back to him? Who knows? It does seem like he was specifically targeted, but, you know, people kill people for all kinds of reasons. You don't... Doesn't, it's not always logical. So Also, it could have been a mistake. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe they thought it was him and it really was someone else. Yeah. Who knows? But that was really the end of it. It was never solved. It's so weird. Um, They, they never solved There's solved something it. to think about when you go into work today. Yeah. It's scary. It's terrifying. It's scary. It's good. It's nice. You know, the they didn't kill the three witnesses who were there assumed they were going to be killed 
but they didn't. So they were ushered nice down they, the world's thinnest hallway. It was a tiny ass hallway. Which that has to be a violation of fire code. Yeah, or you know, you can't you couldn't get a wheelchair down that hallway. Oh yeah. Not that they Good probably point. had those regulations back then, but yeah, it was tiny. Very small. And then they were forced into a bathroom. Yeah. Which is scary. Um, but yeah, that was the end of that. That was a pretty short mystery. I felt bad that the, impl- I'm assuming the actual employees reenacted that. I don't know that that's true, but I was like, that's gotta be awful to go hide in that bathroom again when you thought you were going to die. Yeah. I'm sure you'd have to relive that trauma. Yeah. And then I, Jack seems like a nice PTSD. Jack seemed like a nice boss. I think he was friends with his employees. It was a small place. There was only three other employees. So it had to have been pretty terrible for them to know that he was killed. Yeah. I don't know. And watch him rough. be killed. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a rough one. You ready for a slightly less rough one? Yes. I am very... So we have the unexplained. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries Wiki refers to this case as blinking crucifix. <laughs> so I love that. I really like that a lot. <laughs> because... That's, that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. So this is a... An investigation of a miracle that happened on what Friday? Good Friday. That's right. The best Friday. The best Friday of it all. So Robert Stack, who is standing in a very dramatic church and not the church that this takes place in, <laughs> a very uh, photogenic church. Yes. Uh, a cathedral, perhaps. For, oh, yeah. That's what they're called. <laughs> I guess, what is the difference between a cathedral and just a very ornate church? I mean... I mean, a cathedral is... A, so a cathedral... All cathedrals are churches, but not all churches are cathedrals? Yes. Is that how that works? Well, I think it has to be Catholic to be a cathedral. Oh, and I think okay. it, I think it might be more of an architecture style. We have a the cathedral in Minnesota, which is very old, very I'm sure historic, people and very are beautiful. sighing right now about how wrong we are about... Look, they already know we're heathens. We're heathens. We don't know. I didn't even know there was no purgatory. So that's where we're I at. I only knew that because I liked making that joke about it being a cocktail party where you can't sit down. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So yeah, keep in mind that I am a heathen uh, as I go into this long segment talking about church. And I'm <laughs> sorry. And I will try not to be a jerk. Um, we, as we normally do. As we, we Look, we try. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, Yeah. I'm all for religious freedom, but... Absolutely. Does that the mean... Blinking the blinking crucifix. Let's go into the blinking crucifix. Uh, so, this is in uh, an investigation of miracles. So, Robert Stack in this beautiful cathedral mm-hmm. explains that even the Catholic Church is extremely conservative when it comes to officially recognizing a miracle. There's a lot of rules. I learned this on my trip to Peru. We oh. went to the Santa Catalina Monastery, and there's apparently a, a room and a bed there where people claim to have been healed when they laid in it a long time ago. Uh-huh. And they've been trying to get that deemed a miracle, but it doesn't meet all of the very specific requirements. It's very interesting. I don't remember what the requirements are. The woman giving us a tour told us. Um, but I know there are a lot, and they're very strict. Okay. According to Robert Stack, there are, at least at the time that he filmed this, three miracles recognized this century. I'm sure it gets harder and harder to recognize miracles. Probably. Do you know what those miracles are? But he talked about two, and then he talked about the blinking crucifix, which isn't recognized. Nope. So I'm not entirely sure. The first one he talks about talked about, and it was in 1917 in Portugal. Three children said that God would show his presence, and they gave a specific day and time, and a giant group of people gathered with reporters, and during a rainstorm, apparently the clouds parted, and the sun literally touched the earth, which sounds 
terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And deadly. <laughs> you would definitely get a sunburn at the very least. But that is apparently an officially recognized miracle okay. due to the number of witnesses, which is also part of how things get recognized. Okay. In a Yugoslavian village that I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of the village... <laughs> Uh, in 1981, six children say they are regularly visited by the Virgin Mary. The Pope requested an investigation of that miracle. I didn't look into it. I don't know if that, <laughs> if that happened or not. Okay. But okay. the children said that the Virgin, in some cases, were speaking to them on a daily basis. Wow. Uh, and that it was going to be her last visit to Earth until like the second coming and the end of the world. Does the Virgin Mary come back in the second coming? We're just going to reveal a lot of things we don't know about I Christianity. Think... I know Jesus comes back. Yeah. Riding a white horse, right? Uh, sure. Does the Virgin Mary also come back? According to these children. Well, I, don't know. I mean, they met her, so they must be authorities. Yeah. According to... Anyway. To... All right. Well, but that's not a miracle. I'm in the Bible. <laughs> um, oh, we don't know if it's a miracle because we didn't Google it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. No, I, I think that yes, exactly. I didn't. Like, I didn't look into that. I wrote down Pope requested investigation, and that was the end of my work. All right. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Whatever miracles. That's all we have to. You yeah. Can, you know what miracles are? You see Jesus burned into some toast. Have you ever? Okay. Miracle. I, it didn't occur to me that I would bring this up, but of course I'm bringing this up. Have you ever listened to the Insane Clown Posse's miracle song? Oh, where they talk about how magnets don't work. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have. We listened to that over and over in college. I I had it memorized at one point. We listened to it oh, so much. Oh, my Not God. Not in like a serious way, like to laugh at it. No, I know. But I want to hear you sing the whole song now. I don't think I could. I know. I don't think I can do it. Also, I would embarrass myself if I tried. But I know the part, you know, magnets, how do they work? <laughs> I've seen miracles every day. <laughs> <laughs> There's one part. So pelican eating a cell phone or something does it or is that the so there's there's the miracle song that they did and then there's the saturday night live spoof one no i think in their song don't they talk about a pelican eating a cell phone maybe (laughs) do they talk about pelicans i know they talk about giraffes i think (laughs) and how how giraffes are miracles and also pet cats and dogs that's a, that's a yeah pet that, cats and dogs that are magnets have something to do with the poles of the do i really understand it no i don't well, no but you know it's not a miracle and you know there's a you know they it's not that mysterious yeah i guess know. but i i in a way almost i'm like you're right i i'm dumb and i don't get how that works <laughs> like i but don't you're not dumb enough to make a song about how you don't know how it works but i'm admitting right now okay. this time that i'm like yeah magnets poles earth Something, something I learned in school. Don't be an insane clown posse apologist, Liz. <laughs> I never thought I would be. Um, oh, okay. Listeners, here's a, here's a minor recommendation. You need to go back into the archives of... I'll post a link to this. To the best show on WFMU. They do an episode about the insane clown posse gathering of the juggalos. Oh, you've told me about this. In, it used to be in... Falling Rock or something, Illinois, where it's just a tiny town that they completely take over and because there's only like two jail cells and they're kind of like, you can't arrest all of us. There's literally <laughs> like a, bri- a drug bridge for selling drugs. But it's just the host and I think Paul F. Tompkins, the comedian, reacting to the like promo, <laughs> promo ad of everything that's going to be at the gathering. It's 
The gathering of the, the juggalos. Gathering this of the poor juggalos. town. Can you imagine? I, I the mean, juggalos I'm, ro- I'm creeped out by clowns and clown makeup. Oh so the idea of seeing a sea of juggalos makes me want to vomit just thinking about it. Yeah, not, not good. Uh, but it's it's honestly one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my whole life. So, yeah, I know it's there's an archive somewhere from back when the best show was actually on the radio and not a podcast. Go find the gathering of the juggalos episode. You will not. You will not. You will not regret it. We'll post a link. But we're not talking about juggalos today, <laughs> and their love for spraying fago on people. We are talking about a blinking crucifix, Samantha. Quit talking about the miracles you care about. Let's talk about the miracles <laughs> like that the Holy Trinity Church in Pennsylvania cares about. Okay. Back on Good Friday, March twenty fourth, nineteen eighty four. Not nine. When was it? <laughs> Did you drop your notes? 1989. You still need those. Don't throw them on the floor. Hey, guys, I've uh, quit podcasting, so <laughs> I'm just going to let Samantha finish this one. No, I didn't take notes on this one. You okay. have to stick around. Okay. So it was Good Friday. They were having a mass, as you do. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they're was... so ill-equipped to talk about this. <laughs> you, know what they, you know what happens on Good Friday? You go to church. Mass. Okay. You, you oh, don't have to wait, give up no, chocolate okay. anymore, whatever you're doing for Lent. I'm Does that gonna, on Good I'm Friday? I'm going to tell a story about me being very sacrilegious by accident. By accident? Yes. This okay. is about a time a priest got very mad at me. <laughs> I already love this story. And I will say... From the but I just didn't know better, and I'm sorry. How old were you? <laughs> I, I definitely was a grown adult, <laughs> but I still didn't know better. <laughs> okay, I was at a baptism okay. at a Catholic church. Okay, which it which involves a mass, and it does, isn't aren't all Catholic services masses? Are some of them not masses? I don't know. <laughs> we're revealing a lot about, about <laughs> but, ourselves. I should know because my in-laws are Catholic, but I don't. So that's how I ended up. It's not just the baptism, right? There's also the service. Yeah, yeah, whatever. that's how Lutherans do it too. Okay. Yeah, I grew up that's with my, yeah. that. That's my point. Okay, got So it. they were going to have people take communion at the baptism, and I got up to get out of the way of people going to take communion, only to get ushered into the communion into line. Into the communion oh, line. No. And then I you was like, You can't take communion. I didn't know that. <laughs> And I was like, it'll be a bigger scene for me to get out of the line. Then I'll just go up and I'll just take, you know, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. In oh, my no. heathen mind, that made sense. And I just want to say that I'm so, I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. So, okay, so, so I grew up Lutheran and anyone, I mean, you're not supposed to, but anyone can really take, they're not going to question you. You know, you, if you go up and take communion, you take communion, you just get the wafer, you eat it, whatever. No one's going to know. Oh, uh, that's the body what? of Christ, Samantha. <laughs> what happens in a Catholic mass if you can't take communion do okay, they send you back what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to cross your i learned this later you're supposed to put your arms across your chest like a cross which means that you haven't been confirmed so you shouldn't take communion okay okay so you still go up there and you get like they lay your hand their hands on you and you're blessed yes. or whatever i learned this later because i was in a wedding that involves a mass and okay. so they like come by to give everybody the communion wafer and you can just go like this and it just means like i'm out i'm gonna tap out that's what that means <laughs> Okay. okay, so okay. I'm like, I don't want to cause a scene. I'm just gonna go up to the thing. I'll just, it'll just, you know, this yep. is this is how to get through this without <laughs> embarrassing myself, my socially awkward self, or causing a scene at this 
I meant well, is what I'm saying. So I, I'm just like, oh, look. You're not the first person this has happened to, I'm Everyone sure. Everyone goes, you just go up, you just stand there, they give you the thing, and you leave. So I, I go up there, and I'm just, like, standing now. there, like, well, you're supposed to say amen for them to give it to you, and I didn't know that. Oh, no. So I'm just standing, just standing there, there, like, do, 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 and the priest is like, what the hell's wrong with you? And then someone- <laughs> Is that what the priest said? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the priest is like, what the Yes. What the hell's wrong with you, long, young lady? Well, someone behind me says, like, amen. To, like, tell me <laughs> to, to do it. No, no. And so I go, like, oh, yeah, amen. And the priest is not happy about that. Oh, no. Do they give you the wafer? So I do. I think I do get my wafer, and it was gross. And <laughs> I go, and I sit down. And, you know, he finishes the thing. <laughs> and then, but at the sorry, end. Sorry, Catholics. I'm sorry. And then he goes, he, like, tells everyone to say amen. And then he goes, and say amen, and he looks right at me, and say it like you mean it. <laughs> Did he point a finger at you like that? No, but he stared, like, right into my soul. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm glad there's not a hell, because I'm clearly going. Did you have to drink a little, like, shot glass of wine? Or did you just dip your wafer part. in the wine? I don't remember. Because you get the bloody, body, the bloody, the body and blood of Christ. Right. And if you're a Lutheran, you just usually... At least at my my church that I went to growing up, you just dipped your wafer in the wine or the grape juice. You had the choice. I think I was so traumatized by the wafer that I you don't... You didn't even take the wine? No, I just don't remember. Oh, okay. I think I got a little glass and I just drank it. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, fortunately, I never, ever had to go to the church again. Well, and that is the fortunate part. You should probably not invite me to your kid's <laughs> baptism. <laughs> Because I don't understand what's going on. And also, there's that part where they ask you, like, do you reject Satan? That's, like, the only thing the godparents have to answer is, like... Do you reject Satan? Do you reject Satan? Could you honestly say yes? I don't think If you were asked to be a godparent? No one's going to ask me to be their kid's godparent. (laughs) But also, I, I just... I'm such a terrible like when Would they you stand say up that, there and be like I'm sorry I cannot tell a lie I actually <laughs> embrace Satan <laughs> like just go I think Satan got kind of a bad rap I don't know <laughs> and then like old ladies start crying and possibly you just catch on fire because you get struck <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyway but when they're like oh do you regret I just part of me wants to yell out in the church right there hail Satan <laughs> Because I'm a bad person. I'm sorry. Catholics. Okay. I'm sorry, Lutherans, too. I probably said oh. some things wrong. I have not gone to a church in a while. Yeah. Despite being... I was confirmed, so I can't My take My grandfather communion. was a minister. Oh, you have no excuse. But I didn't learn anything. So. <laughs> he has passed on, so he can't judge me now. Anyway, we're going to hear about this totally real, definite miracle that happened yes, I'm so in sorry Pennsylvania. That we've gotten sidetracked. That was a great story. I pre- both juggalos and a priest <laughs> that probably still hates me to this day. Anyway. <laughs> your, your face is hanging in the front of the church. Just, like, do not admit. <laughs> you like I bl- wrote a bad check. <laughs> No save, no salvation for Liz Walker. And it just has a photo of me like, because I'm confused and also a little bit mad I had to go to church. Let's be real. Okay. It's Good Friday. Over 300 Catholics in a prayer group are at church to celebrate mass when Jim, a server and nephew of the priest, was praying and he looks up to the hanging crucifix. A server? Is that what they call it? That's what it says on Unsolved Mysteries Wiki. Okay. I I don't know what it's called. Is he just an altar boy that's old? I don't know. Does that mean he serves the communion like a fucking waiter? Probably. (laughs) Okay. Probably. Is that what that might be what it's actually called? We probably should have had Mac in here who was an altar boy. (laughs) 
That one would have improved this that a lot. That really helped this You can tell us everything we say that is wrong. I've been to one Catholic church. It was for my grandma's funeral. My grandma was not Catholic. No one is sure why she wanted a full Catholic mass she for her want, funeral. She just wanted you to have to sit there That's that long. What, that is my theory to this day, is that she wanted the longest possible ceremony. She's like, I want them sad about me for as long as yes. possible. I kind of respect that. That is the only Catholic mass I have ever been to, was my grandma's funeral. I was very young. I don't remember. I remember we had to kneel at one point. I didn't know why. There's a lot of kneeling. It's all I remember from that. So I know literally nothing about Catholicism. Anyway, carry on. There's no hell. Okay. <laughs> we know that much. So Jim, he's praying. It's Good Friday. Praying. He looks up to the crucifix. There's this hanging. I wrote down how old it is. Christ. It's, okay. It was super old. It it's had from, recently been refurbished, though. It's from 1931. It is a wooden and plaster icon that is hanging very high up in the church. It had recently been restored by a local artist named Dominic. And it's your, like, standard white Jesus, right? It looks very much like your... The standard I mean, crucifix. Yes, yeah. You, you can picture it, what it looks like in your head. not someone from it's the not, Middle East. <laughs> anyway. But it was very old. It was a priceless artifact. <laughs> I just wanted to paint a picture. Uh, All right. Uh, now we've offended every Christian listener. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please continue to do whatever brings joy into your life. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. At least we're not going to hell because it doesn't exist. (laughs) Thanks, Pope. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Jim looks up and the crucifix looks different to him. Liz, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but Liz just reenacted it looking up. I did. (laughs) His eyes were closed. Amazing. And then he like nudges his brother that was standing next to him like, look, just look. And he's like, what? What are you doing? And then he looked, the eyes are closed. And then they like go back. They go backstage at the church. (laughs) You know, there's like a backstage. And they're crying. And a priest sees them crying. And they're like, he's like, my dear sons, what is the problem? And they tell him, Jesus has closed his eyes. Because he can't even bear to look at us. goes out and confirms yes his eyes are closed his eyes are closed now this is the miracle <laughs> this is the miracle i mean uh if I was Jesus, so he calls the guy who recently painted it dominic yeah he saw he saw him at at the service and he gets like dominic dominic's guy. wearing very nice <laughs> pale yellow sweater i wrote down that he's was dressed, like a cardigan. Like, dressed like mr rogers yeah that's what i thought as well yeah he's, he's dressed a- like mr rogers but he like doesn't button a shirt high enough so he's got some like chest hair (laughs) poking out and he's like what what is it good priest father (laughs) father father yes Yes. okay he goes what is it father and he's like look look (laughs) and dominic's like oh no there's something wrong with my restoration work and then he realizes no the eyes are closed and he gets on the weirdest ladder i've ever seen the rickettiest fucking ladder i've ever seen i thought the mystery was gonna be who let dominic go up that ladder because he fell to his death (laughs) Because that's clearly going to be an insurance problem. But anyway, he goes up. <laughs> he goes up this rickety A-frame ladder to look Jesus right in the face, <laughs> like we all want to. And he sees that not only the, I, <laughs> I said that right, Samantha was taking a drink of Lacroix. Okay, <laughs> I just almost choked to death. <laughs> so, not only are the eyes closed, according to Dominic, but there are tears. Just as there's 
bring tears on my face right now from laughing. Uh, because it's a miracle. It's just a miracle. Can we talk about what a lame fucking miracle this would be? It's, I mean, God's like, what kind of miracle am I going to do today? I'm going to make this old statue close his eyes. Like, what? It meant a lot to the people in the church, obviously. It did. It meant a lot to them. They believe it's real. Jim, maybe it is. Jim, who first saw it, said, I was happy, but I was scared at the same time. (laughs) It's terrifying. Oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. Okay. Jim, bless his heart. Oh, honey. That's all I wanted to say this whole time. One of the eyes is closed and one of the eyes is slightly open, which seems weird. (laughs) This Um, is weird. This is very weird. Max saw, they do like a side-by-side comparison at the end of pre-miracle, post-miracle Jesus. (laughs) And they look exactly the same. (laughs) Exactly the same. But also Max saw that. He was just like walking through the room as I'm watching Unsolved Mysteries, burst out laughing and said, why is that crucifix Jesus (laughs) mid-sneeze? Because his face is like weirdly like chew, like yeah, weirdly it distorted. It is. It's, it's very much like that. We'll post the side by side on Instagram. It looks exactly the it same. It looks exactly the same. So I realize that I, I don't think any of these people were lying. I think it was Good Friday. I think they really believed it. They I really believed say it. That. And I it had just been restored. The, the artist talks about painting the eyes and stuff like that. I think it just looked slightly different. I think so. And there were shadows. It was up in the air. Like Depending on the angle that you looked at it and the fact that it had just been painted and it probably didn't look like it did two weeks earlier, right? Right. Because now it has freshly painted eyes. Made people think, oh, the eyes are different. Therefore, they've closed. Therefore, it's a miracle. Sure. Even, okay, and you're saying, Liz, you heathen. Of course. Of course you don't believe. Well, look, the Catholic Church doesn't believe this either. No, they looked into it. So, yeah. The Archdiocese of whatever looked into it. Um, So, yeah, they have a Catholic scholar explain that she thinks the group is well-meaning, but their faith causes them to interpret things that aren't really there, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Bishop of Pittsburgh's commission... Uh, announced their decision they found no evidence of a miracle which meant that it didn't go further up so the vatican never looked into it because it got he got dismissed by a lower court (laughs) and uh we're really sorry (laughs) robert stack did say that it brought the community together under one god maybe that was the miracle and that was maybe that was the real miracle which was a nice way of ending it they did show a guy who was a state trooper i believe he also climbed that rickety ladder because he had to see for himself and then he went up and he was like, no, these eyes are closed, which made me go, you might not be great at your job. <laughs> but then later he was like, my nephew, who's five years old, said this. And I went, no, he didn't. You just made that up because it sounds cute. That Jesus closed his eyes so everyone would open theirs. Oh. And I was like, that kid did not no, say that. Didn't. But it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good mystery. I, I went in some strange directions. Before, before and after equals the same. <laughs> they were exactly the it same. It looks exactly the same. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. There used to be, in Logan Square in Chicago, and it might still be there, there was this oil stain under a bridge. Like the grossest, nastiest place of the city, probably. That people decided looked like the Virgin Mary. Okay. And maybe even to this day, even though this was like more than a decade ago, people would leave flowers and candles and they would just like <laughs> spill out all over the 
For an oil stain? For an oil stain that looked like the Virgin Mary. And I used to drive past it all the time and be like, like hey, Mary. I know. But okay. it just kind of looked like a blob in the sh- kind of the shape of that traditional silhouette of Mary. But it's not like she- that's just how we draw her. I don't know that she ever actually like, like that. took that pose <laughs> in real life. I mean, I understand Jesus came to earth as a humble baby to poor, <laughs> to a poor mom, you know, a virgin and her husband. Like, oh, like I realize that, baby. but like, does that mean that Jesus would, re- God would reveal himself or the Virgin Mary would reveal herself in like a grilled cheese or like an oil stain right. on the fucking ground? <laughs> like, It is like the grossest, dankest part. <laughs> and then just this, I, I, there is something kind of great about people seeing somehow constantly lit candles that must have been so much work yeah for that oil stain yeah. wherever and then just like as time passed and like winter came you know it got like less and less looking like the virgin so it's just like a black gross blob, blob <laughs> that people are leaving flowers and candles for and various offerings i mean if it makes people happy that's I, fine there are worse things in the world i guess no. it's just strange to me i like candles yeah and flowers <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how i feel about oil stains but whatever <laughs> this, this i like grilled cheese pro candle we are pro candle pro, i'm I go, definitely pro was, was i just at marshall's last night buying candles yes <laughs> i love candles <laughs> maybe i'll make a grilled cheese later tonight but if it looks like the virgin mary i'm still gonna eat it Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. Oh, no. Should we talk about the nudist colony? Like We've to, been talking about this for like a while. I would like to personally apologize to Alexa if she's listening. Oh, our friend Alexa, yeah. Yes. I don't know that she is. Other people as well. She's probably never going to listen again if she is, but Alexa, we're sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. So we're talking about fraud, and I wrote down dot, 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 nudist fraud. Yes! <laughs> I will say, we said this at the beginning of the show, I'll say it again, there are some very bad crimes this person committed, and we're not going to make light of that. It's very serious, but the but way- But the reenactments I- with constantly blocked out male nudity- Unsolved Mysteries you gotta watch. so you gotta creative watch. with this. I just, I really enjoyed this segment, I despite- had, I think they had fun filming at this they nudist definitely, camp. Definitely did. So our opening scene for this mystery is a pool. Surrounding the pool are naked people with carefully placed items covering their genitalia. (laughs) We start off right away. Robert Stack's voiceover tells us that for 40,000 Americans, nudity is a way of life. This segment also has all the best quotables. I have that written down. I have being nude is only being natural (laughs) written down. That was a great one. And while many of us consider nudity offbeat, (laughs) dot, dot, dot. Yes, yeah, so good. Robert Stack, this is an interesting one for him, I'm sure. So at the Robert Stack also tells us that Sunny Sands Resort in Northeast Florida is one of two hundred new two hundred nudists nudist clubs, I can speak, in the American Sunbathing Association is what they call themselves. Also, I just kept being like, guys, skin cancer. Yeah, that's skin all I could think of this whole cancer. time. Sir. I pretty much bathe in SPF. On your on your butt (laughs) on places of your body that shouldn't see the sun are seeing the sun and you're gonna get cancer so he makes sure to tell us that clothes are not outlawed at sunny sands just avoided they they're they are clearly smirking but they're also trying to sound like we respect these nudists sure this is a way of life if you want to be nude all the time you go for it (laughs) 
So he goes on to say that, yeah, while many outsiders consider public nudity to be strange or sexually exploitative, the 66 families of Sunny Sands believe that being nude is only being natural. Do you really want to sit on a seat that a bunch of other nude people have sat on? That's so gross to me. I don't... I mean, I have no problem with the human body. I think that we are too concerned about it about nudity and and sexuality and the human body in general but i also don't want to see a bunch of naked people (laughs) yeah i don't same if i'm a child because there's children in this i don't want to see a bunch of naked people no. That's weird. And we'll see that that does cause some, some problems. Yeah, there's a reenactment next of a mom and dad walking away from the camera and they're nude and their children are walking behind them and they use the children to like block mom and dad's butts. <laughs> it's real weird. It's real weird. The children have towels over them. I'm sure they weren't actually naked, but it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's like, I don't even remember which Austin Powers movie, but there's one of those movies. He's naked and somehow an object is constantly in like front a, of his a jaw. a fern or something? Yeah, it's constant. And it's just like that, but on Unsolved Mysteries. It's so weird. I just, I love that instead of just like blurring, because they could have just blurred out all this junk. They like, they're like, okay, hold a garbage bag. <laughs> just so. <laughs> it was clearly so much work. And I think they're going to have a lot of fun with it. Because otherwise, yeah, just blur it out or just cut, just shoot everyone from the waist up. Yeah, exactly. Because the women are wearing like sarongs or tops or... Mm-hmm. There's like a few women that they show from the, or whatever. From the back. Yeah, or that like there was one woman at one point that they showed her from like right above the boob up. Yeah. Um, Don't watch this thinking you're going to see some sweet boobs. You're, you're not, not going to see any. I mean, this was on primetime TV. So <laughs> Robert Stack appears walking down a dirt road, which is very out of place. He's like wearing a full suit and he's just walking down this <laughs> That's how it was. country road. I like to think that Robert Stack wore a full suit just to like take out the garbage. <laughs> just all the time. Yeah. He slept in a full suit. <laughs> He, he maybe bathed in the full maybe. suit. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, this is where he says that while many Americans consider nudity to be offbeat, its devotees consider it healthier and more open. I mean, it's certainly more open. I, mean, I, I, guess. I don't know if it's healthier. I don't know. Like I said, skin cancer. It's not necessarily healthier. Also, also people why are like, sitting at wooden picnic tables <laughs> naked, and I just can't imagine anything worse. And my vagine just like rubbing up against some wood. <laughs> rough, gross old wood. I want layers of fabric <laughs> between my vagina and anything else. <laughs> Liz, the cackling has to stop. Can't not for this topic. No way. <laughs> so Robert Stack also says though that someone. Oh, I, oh, this is what I wrote. I said someone has to spoil the fun because Robert Stack <laughs> says true. that from time to time these clubs attract single men whose only intent is to exploit this environment. I don't know why like only single men would be like the people who are coming in to uh, exploit people, this environment. People who are in families are are good, Samantha. Yeah, they can't be bad. Yeah. Um. Next, so next we get the story. It's the story of Rusty, who arrived in <laughs> February I, I 1988. Trust no Rusties. <laughs> yeah, Rusty? No. <laughs> no, no I mean, one named his, Rusty is trustworthy. That was his nickname. I didn't write down what he called himself. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but he called himself Rusty. That's how we will henceforth refer to him. <laughs> and we get a bunch of people telling us how likable Rusty was, including Dennis Noonan, co-owner of the club, and my pick for MVM. 
Mainly because there's not a lot of mustaches in this episode, and his mustache is good. Okay. It's pretty good. I realized I totally forgot. He had a biker mustache, kind of, and he was wearing, when he was clothed, he was wearing yellow. Yeah. And then he, I believe, also appeared in the reenactments. Yes, that's definitely my MVM. So Way better than the guy that saw the blinking crucifix and just has a little wispy wispy preteen red mustache. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the one I remember, because it scared me. Dennis's mustache was... (laughs) It scared you? Why would you be scared? I would be more afraid of Dennis than I would be of of wispy mustache man in his church. I'm not scared of the man. I'm just scared of the mustache. The mustache is going to jump off his face and come for you? Or what is the mustache going to do? Samantha, our last, last, very last episode was called something about a sentient mustache. (laughs) That's true. That mustache did look sentient. It had a mind of its own. So, okay, so <laughs> Rusty claimed that he had been discharged from the Air Force after the sudden death of his parents in a car crash. Uh-huh. He claimed that there, that once their estate was settled, because it was in probate, that he would be very wealthy. Yeah, anyone that says they're about to come into a large sum of money is lying. Yeah, they're not. I, I think that 99.9% of the time, that is not true. Yes, and they're calling themselves Rusty is definitely not true. <laughs> also, they want to be nude all the time. Yeah. Red flags all <laughs> over the fucking place. Next, we see Vicky, and she says that everybody loved Rusty, especially... <laughs> Not me, man. <laughs> Can we also say, I have to mention this about Rusty, the actor they got to play Rusty in the reenactment... Listen, you you wish Rusty. <laughs> Rusty, in real life, looked like a fucking ape. He was so ugly. <laughs> and I can say that, because he's a monster. Like, his ears stuck out from his head. He was, at one point, wearing a white headband, just, like, across his forehead. Like, what? Why? <laughs> so hideous. <laughs> yeah. The, the actor that they got to play Rusty, though not, like, a hottie, is flattering. Also, that guy seems to be having the time of his life exiting various mobile homes and offering people hot dogs with his chest hair out. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah, they showed a barbecue at one point where Rusty was walking around, you know. He was like strutting. <laughs> strutting his to stuff. To people to eat different foods. Including hot dogs, which is an interesting choice, considering the topic. Like, of course they're eating hot dogs at the nudist colony barbecue. I mean, what are you going to eat at a barbecue, but... Burgers? I don't know, something that's not phallic? I don't know anything. A fruit salad? (laughs) That's only penis-shaped, I don't know. (laughs) A potato salad? Anything! Samantha wants... A, a, a phallic food ban at all nudist yeah. camps. <laughs> yeah. It seems reasonable. I guess it does, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're very mature. Yes. We're adults. Yes. 
Yes. We have a very successful podcast. It's so successful, you guys. People are sending us snacks. We're very successful. <laughs> we're very successful. Okay, deep breath. Okay. Because think... now we're, we're going to meet Vicky. And yes. Vicky is an unfortunate this is, this character is where, in this. This is where it gets sad. So we got to... Yep. Vicky is shown... Uh, I don't think Vicky is her real name because they put it in quotation marks. She says that everybody loved Rusty, especially the children. She That's... said, my children mm. loved him. They thought of him like a big brother or an uncle. And this is unfortunate given what we're later going to learn about Vicky and her children. I'm just going to leave it there. But um, yeah, Vicky is one of the, the heroes of the story. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's gross to think that at a nudist colony, this random dude shows up and then you're like, he's like my uncle. Mm-mm. You gross. Yuck. Rusty renovated a store 15 miles away and stocked it with videotapes he claimed to have acquired in the service. Which makes no sense. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the ugliest video store I've ever so seen. Ugly. Why can't you see the covers of any of the movies? That was going to be my question. Is it a... Okay. Is it a porno video store? I kind of wondered that. Then they just don't, like, mention it. Or because if they all were, like, the bootleg. Tapes, I think they were, like... the tapes are black. Yeah. Okay. I spent many a day wandering through Blockbuster, getting scared of the cover for the movie <laughs> April Fool's, and picking out which movie I was going to watch. The, the movies are out, so you know like It's like a, well, it's like library. Like, you yeah, need you, to be able to see them. You wander and you go, oh, everything I, what happened is you go, oh, every single thing I might want to watch is checked out. I guess I'm going to have to watch this. That's, that's what always happened. Yeah. And this video store, somehow all the movies are just in black cases with a typed <laughs> label on them. Yeah. And you just see the spine. I don't know. All they tell us about the videos was it turns out they were stolen from Texas. But I don't know if maybe they were like bootleg. Maybe that's what the deal was. But then why would anyone invest in a video store that is just showing bootleg movies? People in this nudist colony make some questionable decisions. (laughs) This is not the first one. Okay. they're not the fact that they've decided to sit on park benches nude. (laughs) That's That's a questionable decision. But there are worse. Their most questionable decisions. There's going to be more questionable decisions. Yeah, they were way too trusting of some dude who rolled in and was like, yeah, I got all these videos from being in the army. Also, Actually, the Air Force. call me Rusty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, eat these hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was a grill master, all right? I don't know. He could have been. It's just that one shot of him coming out of the house like, hey, I'm the life of the party. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never be the same now that I've seen that. No, you won't either, listeners. You have to watch. <laughs> um, he began running a special deal just for members of Sunny Sands. He would sell the tapes to them and then buy them back at a slightly higher price. The a scam- tax dodge, he told them. This scam makes no sense makes, to me. It makes no sense. He'd People- be like, you give me $500. I give you $600. You wait this many days to cash the check. Then I get over on the government. I did not understand at all. What? I didn't understand. The people of Sunny Sands seemed all for it. Um, after several months, Rusty approached a neighbor asking for a $20,000 loan to expand the As store. You do. Actually, let's go over to my neighbor's house <laughs> after this and ask for twenty grand to expand this podcast. That's not a bad idea. Maybe she'll sure do it because she quickly agreed, according to Robert Stack. Who just has twenty grand lying around to, to invest? To give to Rusty? To give to the Rusties of the world. I don't know. Probably not my neighbor, I'm sad to say. But apparently, so six weeks after that, he asked a second couple for $20,000 more, not telling them about the first person. And they also gave him $20,000. I liked that the couple was nude, but wearing matching hats. Yes, it was nice. <laughs> 
Was that the guy who was carrying the two garbage bags? That was later. He comes out of his house carrying two garbage bags at waist level to kind of conveniently hide his junk. It's like, okay. So Robert Stack next says that Rusty flourished at Sunny Sands. I believe this was the barbecue scene. Surrounded by families, this lonely man seemed to have found his place in the sun. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Because it's so ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Also, you're going to get skin cancer, Rusty. Cover your shit up. Um, uh, well, and then this gets darker. On August 20th, 1988, Robert Stack says that the 11-year-old daughter of Rusty's closest friends fled his trailer in tears. I'm not going to go into it too much. He basically assaulted her. She hit him three times and fled. This was the daughter of Vicky. Yeah, good for her, man. And Punch punch Rusty in the face. Exactly. So she punched him and ran away. The state attorney general, because they turned him in, issued a warrant for his arrest for sexual battery against a child under 12. This charge means that he would be held without bond. And then we have to talk about when they go to arrest him. Yeah, because that's the most (laughs) hilarious tracking shot of all. Or blocking shot or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So it is a little bit tracking because they follow the officer into his trailer and yeah. he's laying on he's the couch. He's laying on the couch, but then he sits There's a large up. potted plant on his <laughs> on his coffee table. A very large potted plant. The plant conveniently blocks his junk. Yep. Then as he stands up to be arrested, the shoulder of one of the cops <laughs> blocks him, but you still see like the, the side whole... of his hip and leg. Yep, the whole side of him. Just so you know that he's, he's naked. He's naked. Unsolved Mysteries. That was a great shot. You're doing the Lord's work. It <laughs> was a great That's shot. That's really why that crucifix blinked. <laughs> because it's a message mysteries. for Robert Stack. And whoever is... Yeah, know, whoever was in charge coordinating of Coordinating this scene. So, um, the investigators took him in. They, for the reenactment, they made him get dressed. Uh, he basically confirmed the victim's story, except that he claims they were just wrestling, and of course they were nude. They live in a nudist camp. I mean, if you're nude, maybe don't wrestle children. Also, that's not what happened. And it does <laughs> seem like the investigators believed the victim victim's story, which is good, because no one else in the camp did. Yeah, which is really shitty. Yeah, except her parents. But that family and that kid have been living there, it seems like that kid's whole life. Pretty much. Yeah, Vicky says that it's, Rusty it's heartbreaking. Rusty just swoops in and everybody believes Rusty? That kid's been there the that's, whole time. That's exactly what happened. And Vicky says it was just easier to say, no, the child is lying, than to say, well, this guy who is so nice isn't as nice as we thought. So basically, I think what she was saying is that it was easier to say, no, the kid's just making it up, than to say we've all been duped by this guy. Yeah. Which is so shitty. Because you should really believe It's really shitty, but it does kind of make sense. It does make sense why it happened. I'm not saying it's good. I just, I, I think she's right. That, that, I think that is why. That they're like, no, kids say stuff that's not true. Kids don't actually really say stuff that's serious that's not true. No. Kids say there's a tooth fairy. They don't say, a man assaulted me and I punched him in the face three times. Yep. That's not going to be just a random thing they make up yep. with, with no prompting, mind yeah. you. And it's not like Rusty flat out does, denied it. He basically said everything she said is true, but that's not the context. Like the context was we were wrestling and of course we were naked. It's a nudist camp. So this is super shitty that no one believed the yeah, victim. And despite, so this is where it gets a little infuriating, despite having supposed to be in jail without bond because of the charge, the people in the nudist camp convinced the judge to grant Rusty release on only $25,000 bail. 
Despite the fact that he wasn't supposed to be released at all. Yeah. he the, At least in the reenactment, the person that puts up the money for him, who is the landlord of the shitty video business or something, he's like saying to him, oh, the kids made this up before. Her grandparents are coming to testify on my behalf, which isn't true at all. No. But it does make it seem convincing. He right. Was, they were very convinced. He's a good con man. He is a good con man. That is true. So, I mean, no. Should you let a alleged child molester out no no should you, should you put up twenty five thousand dollars of your own money to let him come back into the community yeah no you no. should not no and simultaneously there's different people trying to raise money for his bail some of them start to look into the business accounts robert stack tells us that they were shocked to see that he was seriously overdrawn at the bank and had lied to them about what he owned because he said he owned the actual store it turns out he didn't which is like he has a landlord getting him out of jail. I don't... <laughs> like, he clearly doesn't the thing own about it. The, well, the thing about the video store is that the video store was outside of the nudist camp by, like, 15 miles. Right. So, like, it wasn't they like... They probably the, didn't know that. Yeah, so I think the guy who owned the video store, I don't think he was in the nudist camp. Right. Like, his landlord wasn't. He was just simultaneously swindling all these people. I just wrote a mustache because I don't remember his name. It was our pick for MVM. Says that the fact, the facade he had built around being an honest businessman was coming apart. And he, if he was a bad guy financially, chances are he was a bad guy with that child. So this is what convinced them that the victim was telling the truth. That's stupid. What I wrote down is that now that they have become victims, right? That's the they only. Suddenly, like, Wait a minute! Yeah, they but suddenly he could have just been a child molester. Yeah, it's actually kind of weird that he's a child molester and a. Fraud con man, yeah. fraud guy. Yeah, you know how that term, fraud guy, <laughs> fraud guy. <laughs> That's what he is. That's what he is. Yeah. It's weird that he, he could just be a child monster. Yeah, and then that, then yeah. they never would have believed the kid. They never would have because they're bad people. Yep. The so those who uncovered, <laughs> I'm just gonna make that blanket statement. They should have believed the victim, and also they shouldn't have worked so hard to get this guy out of jail for what? Let him. Let the yeah. Let the process. Play do anything. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you... Oh, it's very frustrating. So those who uncovered the financial stuff attempted to stop the posting of the bail, but the bond people would not tell them who else was trying to post the bail. Because that's kind of none of their business, really, no. in any other cir- circumstance. Right. And this guy wasn't in the nudist camp. So before they could find out who it was, he posted bail and Rusty was out. Vicky, the mother of the victim, is shocked. She says that the investigator specifically told her that he would not be let out of jail and then people in her own community post bail for him and he is let out. I guess this guy wasn't in the community, but still, they were going to. Right. Um, with the, no, that's super shitty. It's yeah. like, uh, I've known you for years and you're trying to raise bail for my kid's attacker? Fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. In the next 24 hours, Rusty convinced three different people to buy his business. <laughs> Look, I don't know what it is, because when you see this dude, he does not no. seem very charismatic. I have no clue people, what he had over people. People bought him hook, line, and sinker, They man. did. He also sold his car to two different people, and then he rented a third, uh, second car and disappeared. I think it's, yeah, when it was like, he sold his business three times and his car twice. And <laughs> yeah, and then got the hell out of town. He did. So Unsolved Mysteries is trying to catch him. The investigators believe that Rusty is not his real name. He is actually called William Eugene Hillard, and he is a he was at the time approximately or he, okay, he had approximately forty two aliases. That's the a lot. mugshot of this guy I wrote down looks like an actual boogeyman. 
Yeah, it's really scary. Within minutes of the broadcast, two viewers in South Carolina called to report that they recognized this a-hole. That's what I wrote down. (laughs) So thank you to them. And thank you to Unsolved Mysteries for catching this creep. Yep. So captured. Viewers' tips from South Carolina led to Hillard's arrest just a day after the broadcast. He was living under the alias Ronald Kent. William Hillard was found guilty of rape, fraud, and child molestation and sentenced to life imprisonment. The judge further recommended that due to the victim's young age and Hillard's vicious and deceitful nature that he would never be eligible for parole. So I think he's still right. Very stiff sentence. Yeah. When he, he could have got the death penalty, actually. I was reading the Unsolved crazy. Wiki, and they were after him for fraud, but they primarily wanted him for the assault, obviously. And they, I think, were planning on pursuing the death penalty. I'm not sure you know, that seems why like they did it. very... But serious sentence for a child molestation charge i think he i mean yeah i'm not it surprises me but it's just usually sexual assault cases don't get very well we've seen people get out of prison there was that cop who was using his authority to take multiple victims to a hotel and assault them and seven years he yeah he got out in a very short period of time. So the fact that they would pursue this guy for the death penalty, perhaps, I guess like the, what he was charged with could have, I don't know that they pursued the death penalty, but it could have carried a death penalty right. if he was convicted of it. Um, when he's arrested, he's wearing the most annoying trucker. Oh hat, my God. This which douche. I drew a little doodle of it. <laughs> it was red and it had an Eagle on it yep. and it said freedom. He also had this, which is hilarious grin on his face. for a guy about to go to jail That's for the true. rest of his life. There's irony freedom. for you. If you want to hate America, be sure to tune in and check out that hat. Yep. It's the worst of us right there. It is a child molester wearing a freedom trucker hat. Uh, that was the worst. It was, but the I'm glad worst. they caught him. I guess he was also featured on America's most wanted, but it seems mm-hmm. like unsolved mysteries begged him. So good. Yeah. Uh, our resident history nerd, Rochelle, has asked us to have a rival show. Oh, is that true? Yes. She wants us to have an enemy. And she was saying... <sighs> Who's not Joffrey? Yeah. And she was saying maybe it should be America's Most Wanted because... John Walsh is kind of a... Di- John Walsh is kind of a giant douchebag. Yep. Despite having a tragic past and... That doesn't mean you can't be a douchebag. Yeah. So... so I'm kind of glad that Unsolved Mysteries solved this and not America's Most Wanted. I feel a certain pride. I do. Because our allegiance is to Unsolved Mysteries. I would be down for America's Most Wanted to be our our enemy. Our enemy enemy show. Liz just shook her fist in the air. Yes, I do. Uh, (laughs) If you want to know why John Walsh is a giant juice bag, just go on his Twitter. Just look at his Twitter for five seconds and you'll go, oh yeah. I don't, I've never followed John Walsh, but I had to unfollow him or unhide him. I don't even know yeah, what you do whatever. on Twitter because he kept showing up in my Twitter feed because people kept commenting and retweeting his goddamn tweets and I kept having to read his bullshit. Yeah. He did have a horrible thing happen to him, but it seems like he's used his fame for, I don't know, to spout some nonsense. That's, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Let's um, rate this rate episode. Mysteriousness. Hmm. Um, the first one's pretty mysterious. It was never solved. It is weird. Like, why did they target th- this real estate sideways agent? sideways on mysteriousness because the last two cases are not mysterious. No, the miracle is not mysterious oh, at all. Oh, also, there is an update in this episode. Oh, God. Yeah, we have to talk about that. For about a, a case we haven't watched yet. Yeah, I'm a little confused. It's about a Medicaid fraud <laughs> that was basically the... We could have actually talked about that mystery because it went on forever. But we just... It was boring, so we decided to skip it. I just messaged Samantha, and I was like, we don't have to talk about this, do we? And she just wrote, nah. And I went, good. <laughs> because, yeah, it's a Medicaid fraud. It's super boring. It's and it just was a really lot long. of 
yeah, billing for patients that didn't exist. They were claiming like kids were smoking can't smoking like five packs of cigarettes a day and had gynecological problems and stuff and then they were like i don't think all these patients are real and then it turned out they weren't that was it yeah, uh, that was super boring so that's in the episode too yeah i'm sideways for mysteriousness because uh, also medicaid fraud not mysterious no they committed fraud they were caught yep um reenactments i think get two thumbs oh, up i mean come on these are some of the yes. best we've seen I, I get they i think they get a whole nudist camp yes of all those people giving a thumbs up there <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> no i don't want to put that on a calendar <laughs> yeah. uh fashion i mean there was a lot of huh. people not wearing anything yeah so in a I way i feel I like i feel like this is when you are filling on a form and you write na yeah like yeah. fashion, not applicable. Not applicable. Um, <laughs> Robert Stack, though, I thought he was looking pretty good. Sharp. He was looking sharp. Yes. His ties were nice. Thumbs um, up. Thumbs up for Robert wide Stack. Lapels, a wide lapeled thumbs up. I think MVM goes to biker mustache, Dennis Noonan. Sure. Yeah. Enjoy, he... enjoy your award, Dennis. <laughs> Congratulations. Congrats. Um, what do you give this? I mean, I'm going to rate this episode pretty high. Despite that really boring update, I really enjoyed this episode. And of course, I mean, you could just skip through that. Four and a half. Yeah, I'm a four and a half Robert Stacks. Yeah. Out of five. I, I think Robert Stack had a good time. I think everyone reenacting that nudist camp had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been hilarious if Robert Stack had like not been wearing a shirt. That's the only, <laughs> that's the way they could have gotten five. Could you imagine? If Robert it's Stack. It's just that picture people always send us of him playing tennis. Yeah, you don't need to send us that picture. We saw it. <laughs> uh, if it was like Robert Stack introduced a segment like standing behind a bush and you didn't know if he was like naked or not. <laughs> and he just slowly stands up and he's wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way this episode could have gotten five, Robert Stack. Yes. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Or if they had somehow blended the blinking crucifix mystery and the nudist camp <laughs> mystery, so everyone at the church was nude. Those or... church people would be so scandalized to know that there are 200 nudist camps. In Actually, the... that's hilarious because they probably all tuned in to watch their probably church the next... on the crucifix. <laughs> and then they had to watch the nudist camp mystery. And they were like, what kind of show are we on? This is a tool of the devil. <laughs> Sure, they were scandalized. I wonder if those were put together intentionally. Maybe. It's possible. Oh, I don't know that they originally aired that way. They may not have. I'm going to just pretend that they did. pretend. Because I enjoy it. And if you can... (laughs) That's how the world works. If you can pretend Jesus blinked at you, then I can pretend that this is how the show originally aired. There was a bunch of scandalized church folk. (laughs) Yes. Watching this episode on... on It was probably aired originally around Easter. So they usually do things like that. Yes. So... Should we do recommendations? What do you got? Yes, I do have a recommendation. Guess what? I do. Good. We're saying I don't, Samantha. <laughs> I always ask, like, one of these days you're like, nah, I got then, nothing. I almost didn't have anything that one time we got jazz loon. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Okay, because uh, the TV show The Handmaid's Tale is coming back this month, mm-hmm. I thought of a recommendation. Should you read The Handmaid's Tale? Of course you should. But I, I assume you already know that. Sure. So I have a recommendation of something that I in my regular life constantly recommend to people and realize oh i should recommend that on the show too yeah. because i love telling you all what to do <laughs> and it is a book called native tongue by suzette hayden elgin which if you like the handmaid's tale but you wished it hated men a little bit more <laughs> which i always want in my books but you're like i want to keep the sci-fi and maybe like turn up the sci-fi vibe a little oh, bit oh i immediately like this Yes, I think you would love this book. 
it is about a world where the 19th Mem- Amendment has been repealed. Oh. And so women are officially second-class citizens. They're also working on um, like translating alien languages and being able to communicate with aliens. That's that's the world that exists. Who's it by? It's by Suzette Hayden Elgin. Oh, this is a different one. I just looked it up on my library's ebook yeah, there's, app, and it's, it's some, there's someone else wrote it. There's several books called Native Tongue, so make sure you get that one. It's the sci-fi novel one. It's actually part of a trilogy, I believe. Oh. And what's interesting about it is that uh, Suzette is a linguist, so she actually invented this whole language wow. for the book. Because the plot of it is that once you are no longer able to bear children as a woman, you're sent to barren house, which is like basically where women would just like go and wait to die. Except that you have all these angry women <laughs> sitting together. <laughs> with nothing to do. With nothing to do. So they are end up inventing a language of their own to help overthrow the men. I love this. So she invented, she actually made this language. It's amazing. And you can get like, I think there was at some point like books and tapes like. To learn it? Yeah. That's incredible. So, and it's, a, it's. I mean, you just have to read it. It's, it's phenomenal. I probably will read it. And it's definitely one of those things where our, I will like see people and be like, have you read Native Tongue yet? Have you read Native <laughs> Tongue yet? Because you're going to love it. I think I might, really that might be it. my next up after I finish what I'm currently reading. Highly recommend it. It is a bitter angry feminist sci-fi book that pretty much describes my aesthetic <laughs> couldn't couldn't like it more i think it comes at it because of the language thing from like a, a unique yeah uh perspective very yeah. nice that's my recommendation you won't regret it unless you don't like this podcast then you probably wouldn't <laughs> well, like it well then why are you listening yeah so then fuck you <laughs> <laughs> so sassy today I have another Netflix show to recommend, Ooh. and this one is Ooh. definitely on a lot of people's radar. Not like Animal Airport, <laughs> which I need to watch that though. Um, I am recommending Wild Wild Country. Ooh, yes, we and do I started need to talk watching about this. it. I started watching it because someone recommended it at our last book club meeting last Sunday, and I fucking love it. It's so good. It's so good. I watched it as well. Listen to um, our episode. You probably already have. We did a Forensic Files episode about. I think it's Thanksgiving with Forensic Files. Is that the one where yes. we did? Because there's an entire Forensic Files episode about the Rajneesh cult. Um, is that the Rajneeshis? Is that the name of the cult? Because they, they call themselves sannyasins. They live in Rajneeshpuram. And then it's the Rajneeshis. The Rajneeshis, I, I think, them. is, is yeah. the cult. And this entire documentary, if you don't know, which you probably already do, is about this. And I'm my um, recommendation is going to get a little spoilery. So if you don't like that, maybe just skip to the end. Um... I cannot believe that they found Sheila. I know. But yeah, so Sheila went on the run and they went and fucking found her. And, and she's she is in it a lot. Yeah. And delusional as ever. She is fucking full of shit. At yeah, it's so point, good. It's so good. Okay. I was originally. How, I, how many have you watched? I've watched it all now. Oh, you have? Okay. I'm only two episodes in. Okay. So I won't say too much because there is information. Originally, when I heard this was on Netflix, I was like, whatever. I already know that story. Like, I'll watch it eventually. I don't really care. There's more to it. There's more to it than I knew. There's so much footage, Mac was like, I can't believe you don't want to watch this. And I was like, whatever. Like, I know that thing. And so he started watching it. And I was like, wait, they found Sheila? Holy shit. I could not believe it. Because it's like a whole other perspective on it. And the footage they have is amazing. Incredible. Because clearly, and you sometimes see the Rajneeshis filmed a lot they carried cameras around a lot of time yep. so they somehow they got all that footage mm-hmm. so and there's 
and it's very interesting and it really you just see the scope of their compound it's and bananas they yeah. interview a bunch of people i didn't realize that the fucking dude who made nike like yes. took them on and like it is crazy part of what i find so interesting about it is that i am team no one <laughs> because when the so the Rajneeshis show up in Oregon with the Bhagwan. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. And the town is like super against them. They haven't even done anything yet. Yes. And so I'm like, fuck you. They get to come and worship however they want. You don't get, get to live decide. live in your town. Because they keep saying things like, oh, we don't need these people in America. Right. And all this like racist coded bullshit. But also, I'm not on the side of the cult either. Right. So you're really like, this they is a do? race for last. They, yeah, it is. That is a good way to describe it. And I think they... Sh- so, first of all, the people who are working over at Netflix are doing a fantastic job. It's beautifully shot. It's really, I can't, it's really well it's edited. It's gorgeous. The music is incredible. I absolutely love it. Um, but they also do this thing, especially at the beginning. And I'm only two episodes in, so I feel like when it starts out, like, you really... Our, uh, Travis, I think when we finished the second episode, says I'm kind of on the side of the cult. Like yes. I had told him how it ends because he wanted, yeah. like, he wanted to be spoiled or whatever. And so I told him a lot of, all about the like wiretapping and the poisoning and all that stuff and how they walk around with they like made their own army and shit. But then, like even after I had told him that, like we both were feeling like this isn't so bad. Like the compound that they created was farming like in really sustainable ways. Yeah, um, they you- were. Yeah, they're just, I mean, they just like to have, like, their their views on marriage, because they asked, like, this scandalized the, the community or whatever, but the woman was that they interviewed was, like, the mar- marriages here are, what, are defined by however the people in the marriage want to define it. Like, we don't give a shit. Like, I thought that was it's, really progressive. It's super, super reasonable. And there's definitely times where you're like, well, the cult wouldn't, done, wouldn't have done this if the town didn't push them to it. So... I do, I don't know, I think Sheila was power hungry from the beginning and she had way too much control and I think she would have taken the cult, maybe it wouldn't have gotten as bad as it did, but I think she would have taken it in some bad directions regardless. I totally agree. It's just that when they take over the town of Antelope, I'm like, you should have just let them stay on the property that they bought and owned. Yeah, and the way they kept calling it a takeover, but they were literally just rolling in. There's, they said that there were people who had wanted to sell their homes in Antelope and get out for years, but no one wants to live in fucking Antelope, so they can't. They couldn't right. sell their property, so they, they rolled in it. and they were like, "I'll give you cash." That's legal. Here's, I'll pay the. They paid the asking price for these properties, and yeah. then they moved in. Like they weren't actually and then the doing anything. Like, how dare they? Yeah. It was like buy things that are for sale. Yeah, like what are you talking about? <laughs> Um, but no, I know it's, it's going to take a turn yes. as I watch it. So I'm it's really excited so good. and I can't wait to see more. And I have to, so we just finished episode two and in episode two, the footage that they fucking filmed in it's India crazy. with like the orgy and the spastic behavior, they show this footage in Antelope in the movie theater. And I, all I could pick, I was I was These like, town folks in I was Antelope. Like, oh yeah, they are going to have a problem with that. Watching this, you have to watch it. Travis and I, our jaws literally dropped as we're watching this. Like, I can't even imagine how these people would react. Yeah, sitting there watching this this go on. It's crazy. I cannot recommend the show enough. There's, it's long too. Each episode is like over an hour almost. Yeah. It's like however long it wants to be. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> like the episode is like, well, we'll tell this part of the story and yeah. yeah. They, it's, it's so good. It's so good. They interview cult, former cult members. I didn't know that fucking Leo Ryan's daughter was in the cult. That's weird. Oh, my God. 
That is bananas. So yeah. I've learned all this in the first two episodes, and there's still, I don't know how many total, quite I a think few. there's six or eight. Yeah. yeah. So I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. If you enjoyed our coverage of the Forensic Files. It gets, it's even weirder. It's and just weirder. hearing from Sheila, who is so delusional. So delusional. And so, there's a, okay, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. We've already been spoiling it. Yeah. So at some point, Sheila needs some money. And this German magazine pays her a lot of money for an exclusive interview. But because it's a German magazine, she poses nude in it. But her, like, talking about it is like, that magazine sold this many copies. She's, like, so excited. And then I was like, she's Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> she kind of is. Here she is, like, dejected, blah, 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 blah. All these terrible things have happened. All she can talk about is how people wanted to buy a magazine she was in. All she cares about is her own fucking ratings, right? Like, yes. that's how wrapped up in herself and her own power that she is. She is, And she's so blatant, too, in, like, she would say things like, meditation's good and there's time for that but like we need to focus on making fucking money like basically yes. is what she would yeah, say she's like, I'm not, I, I thought it was very weird like this religion spiritual practice whatever was like based around meditation and she was like i'm not a meditator that's no. not for me i like to work and i was like why are you a part of this to make fucking money <laughs> yeah. and to get powerful like she figured it out yeah and she did she's, it she's she not Donald fucking Trump ruthless. and that she's very savvy Yes, and ruthless. Yes. And in a way that would be possibly admirable if she hadn't Look, done she, what she did. If she had gone into finance, she, you know. If they hadn't shipped in all of those homeless people and started drugging them. Oh <laughs> like, I hope that's covered in the in the documentary. It is. It's a, it's a real turning point yeah. for where you Because go. they didn't cover that very much in the forensic files. No, because it was very focused on the Salmonella. Yes. Because that was what was that case was about, I yep. guess. The forensics of Salmonella. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I hope they talk more about the wiretapping. I'm looking forward to that. It's They interview, so yeah, the district attorney, I think, at one point. If anybody the, has gone to the Young attorney Living General? Camp that is the now. Christian Camp, yeah. Yeah. Could you let us know what it's like to, to be there? Because they also show a ton of shots of the compound from above, like airplane shots. And it is the scope of it. I it's mean, you, huge. you I have no under- idea. Like, yeah, they say like, okay, it's eight hundred thousand acres. That doesn't or whatever. mean anything to me. Like, the, I have no context for that. That's so much. That's huge. And then you see it. You see the fucking dam they built. Yeah, like the hydroelectric power plant. Like, it's nuts. In a way, it's inspiring because you're like, man, if you want to do something. You can. Yeah. You can get enough people together and you can put a dam in the fucking desert and you can, you know, like... <laughs> fucking airport? They created that out of nothing. Not There was nothing there. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You got it. Oh, yes. You have and to watch this show. it just gets weirder. So. I'm super excited to keep watching it. Oh. Wild, and, wild country. Yeah. And that's all we have for that's you. That's all we have. Get in touch if you want to bags. Um, keep an eye out on our social media. That will be available to you. You can subscribe on Patreon to get them first if you're really wanting these tote bags. <laughs> Wait, our um, episodes that are on Patreon right now are Occult Crimes, um, Alien Autopsy Fact or Fiction, mm-hmm. and Sightings, The Ghost Report. And this month, it's going to be Deadly Women. Yeah. And next month, it's going to be something about Mothman. So you have those to look forward to. If you subscribe to our Patreon at any level, you will get access to bonus content and you will get things like access to our first merch. 
ahead of schedule. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Who want wouldn't that? want that? It's patreon.com slash perhaps it's you. You can also find us on all the social media things Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at perhaps it's you. If you would please go rate us on the podcast app that used to be iTunes <laughs> and it's now Apple Podcasts for some goddamn reason. We, we would really appreciate we it. Pre- we only accept five out of five Robert Stack reviews, though. Yes. I mean, so I, that's fair. Don't bother if you're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> you can send us your stories. If you liked our listener stories episode, you can send us more. We're going to do that again. We Perhaps are, it's you. Podcast at gmail.com. Or just send us any any stories. If you want to send us yeah. snacks, get in touch. I'm telling you, I'm still looking for those Starburst gummy worms. <laughs> I will just never dem- stop talking about those. man things. <laughs> If you have an entire truck of soft pretzels, be sure to drive that over. Uh, Is that everything? I think so. Okay, bye. bye.